watching the 97.5 Praise FM live show. I'm Joshua Denoyer, and with me today is Dave Davenport and Randy Caswell. In Galatians, Enjoy. Paul says that he went to Arabia, and I believe he went there for two to three years. And that tells me something about getting alone with God. He didn't uh, consult men, uh, so this gospel wasn't of human origins. But I think in one way, he went out into the wilderness I'm alone with God. And I think that's real important in our, our own Christian walk for us to actually uh, shut out the world at some times and shut out the world and to tune in with the Lord. Now, Paul did this for three years of receiving a revelation. But what do you guys think about our prayer lives? At a time though we set aside to uh, be with the Lord and to talk to him, do you think that's important it's in your life? It's not only it's not only important, it's crucial. It is a crucial thing to set apart time with God every single day. Uh, we see that Jesus did that, and Jesus was God, and he set apart time with the Father. But it is, it is a crucial, we, we, cannot, we cannot go through this life as Christians effectively without spending time with God. We can't. It's, we can for a while. But sooner or later, we're going to get weak and we're going to get torn down and we're going to get racked and we're going to get weak and we're going to start getting getting in, into things we shouldn't get into without spending time with God. I think a person who is a believer, I always encourage people and I've encouraged people in my church to spend time with God every single day, to get into the word of God, to not only just read it, although reading it is uh, part of that to get it in your heart, just, you know, sitting down and I, I'm sure that's what, that's kind of what you do too, Randy. I do that too. I sit back in my chair and I just read, I just pick, pick a book and I read parts of a book or a whole book, but doing that is important as well as, as taking time to spend time with God in, in prayer and prayerfully considering it and learning from God. Because if, if we're not if we're not learning from God, uh, if we're just reading it, yes, that's good. That's a good thing to do. But if we're not open and expectant for God to teach us something, we're really shortcutting that relationship because 95% of the Christian walk, if not all of the Christian walk really, is time, is spending time with God. Just, just to go from Tuesday to Wednesday. Or you know, not from Sunday mm -hmm. to Sunday. So many people, their 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 time spent with God is the hour and a half or or two hours in church on Sunday, and then that's it. I I I tell my people from the pulpit multiple times that Sunday morning should be a complement to what God's already been doing from Monday through Saturday. God should be confirming on Sunday morning the things He's already been talking to you about in the previous week. And giving you some sort of a, a a picture of what what he wants you to know for the next week, and you're not going to get that by just getting your weekly inoculation. You're not going to get that by just mindlessly reading the Word of God for academia purposes. You've you've got to spend the time and prayerfully consider the Word of God, and 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 then shut up. And let God speak to you. That's what you have to do. And and I and I say that to my people. You got, you know, you you pray to God. You give them your 
your your requests, your your praises and all those things. And then you have to shut your mouth and shut up. And I and I say it that way because so many people they say, Well, I, I want this God, I want this God, thank you for this God, thank you. Now I gotta go to work. And and I understand people's schedules, but you've got to figure out a time and the where where you can sit down with God for longer than five minutes, for longer than than two minutes. It's where you can have that time with God where God can actually speak to you. And I encourage people to write this stuff down. If God speaks to you a blessing or if God speaks to you some sort of thing, write this stuff down because the enemy is going to come back to you. Like Dave was saying in the last program, the enemy is going to come back to you and say, that ain't what God said. You write it down. You got documentation. This is what God said. So you can, you can just leave me alone, devil, and get out of here, you know? Do those kinds of things, because if you don't, then you're you're having an issue. And then one of the things, too, I tell my people and I, 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 I preach in my people all the time to get into the word of God. But I but I tell them that that the 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 application part where the rubber meets the road, if God's telling you something, if you've done all the work of reading and prayerfully considering and, and and getting an answer from God, sitting there being quiet, and God says you need to change something or you need to start something or you need to stop something, and you're not willing to start, stop, or change, what's the point of doing it? The application point part is probably most of the battle of walking through this life. And if if, if we don't do that, we're wasting our time. We have to... We have to prayerfully consider those things and we have to really get serious the the time is is now is not to be playing with god not to be playing church not to be playing christian it's time to get serious it's time to be serious with god serious with our relationship because if we're not serious we're going to end up apart from god and i tell my people that you know i, I don't pull any punches with anybody if we're just playing church we're not going to be with god we're not well, going to be with God. If I'm not taking time out of my day to. And, uh, and, and, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't, but I, okay. I want to interject. I'm not getting on a soapbox and I'm not yelling at people, but I'm very passionate about right. that relationship. So but that's key to a relationship. How do you get to know somebody if you don't spend time with them? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how did you, you know, those that are married or have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, how did you get to know them? You know, you spent time with them. You didn't just marry somebody because uh, not knowing them. And even if you do marry somebody, if you don't talk to them. Right. There's there's no relationship. Yeah. And, you know, and Jesus talks about these things, um, all, especially in John. In John 8, 32, he says, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Mm-hmm. And then it. In the same, you know, and, and of course the Pharisees answer, you know, because they, you know, when he's talking to them. Um, well, let me let me read this. He says, and the truth will make, or and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? You know, and at the time they're under the rule of the Roman Empire. They are, <laughs> yeah. you know, they haven't run they their are. own country for a long time. And, you know, but yet here they are. And uh, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin 
is a slave to sin. That's me in my unregenerate state. Mm -hmm. And so if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The truth, Jesus Christ said uh, in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If I never spend time, if I never spend time with God, how do I know the way? How do I know the truth? How do I know the life? Because Jesus is the truth. He just said, I am, you know, he says, I am the truth. I'm the way. I'm the truth, and I am the life. How do we know the life? How do we know what life we have, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if we don't spend it? How do we know the truth? And how, most of all, how do we know the way to God? And because you know, Jesus what, Christ is the only way to God. And, you know, that's what James says. You know, James says, for, for if a man knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him that is sin. So if we know we're supposed to be spending time with God, or if we know we're supposed to be applying the things that God tells us to apply and we don't do it, to us, that is sinful, and in and that in itself is a form of unbelief, and unbelief can keep you out of heaven. And so I I always tell my people, my own church, my own congregation, you know, do these things. Believe God, you know. God God is a God's better. Great God got the greatest thing for us more than we can have and ever ever even think about. Yeah. If if we go back to, I, I mean, to me, the sermon on, you know, the, the end of the Sermon on the Mount is very deep. And when he talks about the man building on the sand and the man mm-hmm. building on the rock, you know, it's those who hear my words and put them into action. Mm-hmm. You know, if I never read the gospel, how am I going to know, hear the words? Yep. You know, if I and never read, so- if I never spend time, I'm not hearing it. How am I going to put it into action okay. if I can't hear it? You know, faith comes by hearing, uh, you know, and, and I know that for a fact. And, and that's and that's the application that I was talking about earlier. That's right. It, it, but if we never if we never take that time, how do we get faith? Mm-hmm. If we never take that time, how I do think we Paul, come into that release relationship with Jesus Christ? How do we get to heaven? It's only through mm-hmm. that relationship. It's mm-hmm. only through knowing Amen. the truth. It's only through knowing, you know, only through knowing the truth. You know, I'm the way, the truth and the life. When I, when I take the way, I find the truth, and I get the life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, Paul, what, what part of him going to, and separate himself from the world, was so that he could uh, have no distractions in his ways, so that he could actually pray and pursue God, listen and hear the voice of the Lord. And I'm telling you, I find in my prayer life that uh, life is normally going a hundred miles an hour, and I find that uh, my prayer life is uh, very much. Uh, refreshing restrengthens me and 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 it also restores my soul i don't know how they say it i think it's it's a great blessing that god has given us to pray and it's a great blessing that god's given us to be able to talk to him and and when when he goes out there he's he's setting himself apart to hear the voice of the lord and and actively pursuing that i think it's real important for me i i think if, if when when i there's times when i need to relatively get away from things that are going on. And it's not always bad things going on. It could just be a, a calling of the Holy Spirit to say, come to me. And uh, I, there's been times when uh, that the Lord just uh, put a hunger in me to say, come, come, come seek me. Come, mm-hmm. come talk to me. Come, come be in my presence and, and just, just come draw close to me. And, and that's what I mean. We're listening to the Holy Spirit and there's a, mm-hmm. Have you ever just, I mean, I'm sure you have, guys, where you had just a desire to go pray. 
Oh, yeah. Not because uh, yeah. life is terrible, not because something's horror, but because the the Holy Spirit is is drawing you to Him to pray. Amen. Well, well, but, I can remember a time, um, and I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Dave. No, but, no, no, no. Um, I was I, I I do a lot of things, uh, video and audio editing and things, and I was picking up a a video card from one of the churches that I that I work with, and. I was doing something in the sanctuary, getting the camera all set up and doing that kind of stuff that's involved in that. And I, and I was in a prayerful mood that day. And God said to me, he said, just, just come and spend time with me. And so I was in the sanctuary. I went up to the front and I, I got up on, up by the altar and I started praying up at the altar and, and that hearing the voice of God and then the, the blessing that came from just obeying that voice number one you've got to be you've got to be open to god to be able to hear the voice of god say say things like come and spend time with me you've got to be open to that you got to be you got to be kind of tuned into god for that in the first place and then that time of going before god and ministering to god um in in god, well i should say allowing god to minister to you in that situation um that blessing was far beyond anything I could ever think about because I, because God had something for me in that moment. And, and that's what prayer life is. I mean, God has things for us. Every moment we, we, we go before God, we say, you know, whether we're going through something or whether it's just our daily uh, devotion and prayer to God, God is some, has something for us. If we go expecting God to do something and, and expect God to minister to us, God will honor that. God will honor that, and and He will He will do that kind of stuff. I mean, He did it. He He does it for me. So I know it's not something foreign that God just just does do just does for me. You know. Yeah. Well, spending time with Him increases our sensitivity to the mm -hmm. Spirit. Mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah. it increases our our sensitivity to the voice of God. But you know, I spend I spend that time with God when things are going well. And that, you know, in order to increase that sensitivity and in, a quarter, in order to, for God to accomplish and do in, in me what he wants, because mm -hmm. it's, I'm no longer the sinner anymore. I want God to be, I desire God. I desire to know God and I desire, I long for that communication. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, I, I struggle with depression sometimes mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm, I, it, since God took hold of me, I've never mm -hmm. gone into that. God. I haven't gone back into that deep depression. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but it's what I've learned is to turn, you know, instead of trying to, you know, to find different things and distract myself, I've learned. I turn to God and I go deeper. I can spend several days in prayer. Mm -hmm. because I've learned to go, I don't have any word for it. I call it going deeper into God whenever those mm -hmm. th times come, because they do come. And, uh, I've turned to God for the answer, you know, and I, I mean, I just pour my heart out to him. Mm -hmm. I tell him how I mm -hmm. feel. I mean, he knows mm -hmm. how I feel, but it, it, there's something about just telling God, God, I feel this coming. I feel this pain. I feel this depression. I feel this, you know, and telling him what I actually feel. Mm -hmm. And, Amen. you know, and I just pour that out to him and I tell him, 
you know, it, it's not that I'm claiming any great promise or anything. I'm just telling God how I feel mm-hmm. and, you know, Amen. and asking him to do what he wants, accomplish what he wants. There's a reason, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I've discovered there's things that there's sin in my life doing this. I've discovered there's, um, he wants me to go in a certain direction doing this. You know, it, it's not all, you know, it's not, I, I don't, I've found that it's not always sin that brings me into a depression. But, you know, but usually he wants, he, he's, he's calling me to seek him mm-hmm. to go yeah. in that deeper relationship. And, you know, but if I don't, if I don't do this when the times are good, then I'm not prepared when the times are bad. Plus yeah. I don't have the sensitivity mm-hmm. to the spirit and to the voice of God mm-hmm. right. when, if I, if I'm not doing it when everything's going good and it, you know, and like I said, God's created in me this longing for him. I want to be with him. It's not, I don't have, you know, I don't feel the, I don't get up in the morning and say, well, I have to set aside this time because if I don't, God won't reward me and God won't do whatever. It's now I have the desire now Mm -hmm. to be with him. I have the longing for God. I have the longing. I mean, I can go the last couple of months have been incredible because I mean, I, and you know, I, I hear people talking about heaven and things like that, but I've come into the realization that this world isn't my home, mm-hmm. and it does, but it doesn't really matter. You know, right. Abraham never took possession of the land, mm-hmm. you know, but God promised it to him, mm-hmm. you know, and his descendants did, but I, you know, he was, and you know, and, and he, and Paul, somebody, I don't remember what book it's in, but he says, you know, he was, I think it's Hebrews, isn't it? Where he talks about, he was just a stranger in a foreign land. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, Hebrews 11. Yeah. And I remember, you know, and I realize that I'm just a stranger in a foreign land. Yeah. This is Matter all, this is all temporary. And I am heading on towards the eternal. And I look forward to standing in the presence of God and worshiping him. Mm-hmm. you know, wholeheartedly, yeah. not, you know, I, I'm not looking forward to go see my buddies or anything else. I'm looking forward to go and stand and soak up the absolute presence of God and to be sitting Amen. there in his presence, feeling his glory, seeing his light. And, you know, not, I mean, cause I think there's, you know, where there's light, there's warmth and, yeah. you know, and it says that he'll be the light of the new Jerusalem. And, you know, I look forward to that and feeling that glory and the warmth and the beauty. I mean, it, it, it just beyond all comprehension. And I that's always... a wonderful thing because it says, uh, well, of revelation and God's, it says, and, and God will be our God and you will be my people. I mean, literally heaven is the, the streets of gold, city of pearl. I mean, the pearl gates, those are real. Those are mm-hmm. things that God's going to do. But what I'm saying is heaven is being with God being in his presence and God being with us. And, and that's, I mean, that's, a, that's when, you know, a person really you know, loves the Lord when they're there, they're wanting to go to heaven to be with Jesus. They're wanting know, to go I, to heaven to be in father's house. You know, they're wanting I, to go to heaven because that's where God wants them to be. You know, like that. Amen. It's a powerful thing. Well, I always wonder, you know, I hear people talk about the pearly gates and the streets of gold and I, you know, and I, I can go down some crazy rabbit holes sometimes, but I wonder, well, I really will I really notice that because I'm in the presence of God, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And let me tell you, that's all consuming. It's so powerful. And so 
overwhelming. I can't even imagine noticing what's around me because I'm in the presence of God. Right. Yeah. See, Paul separated himself to, to be with the Lord. He went out into the wilderness to be with the Lord. And in the Lord gave him revelation. In the Lord, I believe that he, he grew in God and grew in strength and grew in the Lord in, in many ways. And, and I think that's why I wanted to bring that out of the fact that he, uh, he separated himself to go meet with God. Our prayer life um, is a way that we, we touch God and God touches us. He's, his spirit abides with us and we talk to him and, and we fall in love with him. We get revelation from him. We get direction from him. It's where we put ourselves, we lay our lives on his altar, and it's where God begins to speak. I think it's extremely important for us to have a prayer life. I think it's extremely important for us to pursue the Lord and have those times where we set aside times to uh, to find the Lord and to walk with him. And, well, and that's why I think what Dave was saying, too, is, it's not a matter of the law. It's a matter of grace. And what I'm saying, grace leads you to want to pray. Grace yeah, leads you yeah. to want to be in his presence. Grace brings yeah. you Amen. to the Lord. Uh, you see, he's given, he's given me this longing. And, you know, that longing, I can't, I can't get that. Uh, I'm not going to experience that on earth. But that longing that he's created in me to be with him creates in me the desire to spend time in prayer the desire to, to read. I don't read the, I don't read the scriptures for knowledge anymore. I read them to allow God to talk to me. Mm -hmm. if, you know, That's right. That's knowledge, right. knowledge puffs up, mm -hmm. you know, it, but love edifies. And you I know, find and he does also, that excuse me, I'm sorry, Dave, I oh, stepped on no, you no, there. No, that's good. Um, I find also too, that uh, when I, when I'm not praying as much as I should be, what I'm saying is following the with when life gets too busy and you have the short prayers. If you understand what I'm getting at, you'll were oh I didn't pray, I didn't really enter in the present. I didn't eat supper. I just gouged down the food. You know, just this, and I'm going a hundred miles an hour, and I find uh, I find oh, I almost lost my train of thought, but I I find there that um, when I become to pray less, I be, I really begin to pray pray less. Mm -hmm. But when I find that um, that's walking in pride, it's in my strength today. It's in my power yeah, today. Yeah. It's in my ability today. But when I find when I become a person of prayer, it gets easy to pray. Mm -hmm. And I become more prayerful. If you want to pray, just start praying. And as you pray, you'll find the, the Holy Spirit drawing you closer. And you will, well, that sensitivity to the Holy Spirit will will start drawing you. I mean, I find myself, there's times when when I'm doing things and I'm thinking, man, I want to go pray. And nobody's telling me to go pray. I just want to go pray. Mm -hmm, there's a yeah. desire inside of me. So I want to go pray. I want to go talk to God. It's a hunger. It's a hunger. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, and, and I think that the uh, comparing it to, to food and hunger is, is a good analogy because, you know, like you said, if I just do it hastily, I never get satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And if I go for long periods of time, I find my I find myself growing weak, and you know, and finding myself, you know, that's where I'm. I find more temptation. I find the world calling, you know, beckoning me even stronger and stronger, you know. And I, you know, the temptation's growing, you know, because I'm not focused, you know, on 
on God, you know, because the mind set on the flesh is, you know, death. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, that's where, you know, if my mind set on there, I'm, I'm not growing in Christ. I'm not, you know, and, and it's hostile towards God when I'm set up, when my mind set on the flesh, it becomes hostile towards God. Yeah. And it wants to put Dave Davenport back on the throne of his life mm-hmm. instead of allowing God to remain yeah. there on that throne. Well, I'm going to close this out with uh, the prayer and, and with that. One of the things that I think is important as we close this out is that as believers and as people that are starting out in this relationship with God, or even if you think you don't need a relationship with God, but then things happen and then you realize maybe you need God, it's it's important, I think, that we come before God with a, as, as Dave was saying, with a hunger and a thirst for God. Uh, that's not something that happens overnight. That's something that happens as we spend time with God. I've found in my, in my ministry experience and in my, in my own personal life, the more you say yes to God, the easier it is to say yes to God. The easier it is to, to go to God and to, to, to spend time with God because of what God gives us and does for us uh, in that time. And also, the opposite is true. The more that we turn away from God, the easier it becomes as we begin to walk away from the, from the, I, I liken it to a, to a campfire. You know, you sit close to a campfire, man. I don't know if you guys have ever done this before. We used to do this to my brothers when we were kids on bonfires. We would sit real close to get warm and then your pants would get so hot. We'd rub our, rub our hands along their pants and burnt and singe the hair on their legs. You know, we would do that as a joke, but the more that you sit closer to the fire, the hotter you were, the closer you are to God, the more, the hotter you are, the more on fire you are for God. But if you say no to God, you, it's like walking away from that bonfire. If you walk away from a bonfire, you notice the heat begins to get less and less and less and less. And pretty soon you're cold. Same thing with God. You keep saying no to God pretty soon that, that relationship that that calling that thirst that hunger for god begins to begins to wane and you're just like in that in that bonfire you're cold you're 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 apart from where the for the fire and you're not where you should be so it is important to come before god with a hunger and a thirst and expectation that god is going to give you something or God is going to at least give you some sort of understanding in his word and his, in his character and some sort of thing in your life that you could go from there. Because if you don't, uh, on a regular basis, you're like walking away from the fire. And I, and I, and I think that's important that we do that. Yeah. Well, I'm Joshua Denoyer for Dave Davenport and Randy Caswell. Glad you could come with us. If you'd like to hear more of these episodes, there's, there's four more in the, in the backlog. Go to www.mypraisefm.org. The audio podcasts are there. If you'd like to go to the YouTube channel, it is Praise FM, 97.5 Praise FM on the YouTube channel. Go ahead and do that. If you'd like to hear my podcasts, my audio things, or my videos, go to anchor.fm, type in Stepping Stones of Faith. My podcast is there, as well as Stepping Stones of Faith YouTube channel. 
So for Dave Davenport and Randy Caswell, I'm Joshua DeNoyer. God bless. God bless y'all.